This is Wiffer Karen, and I love listening to Will Write for Wine. Oh, yeah. This is Wiffer Mac, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Kim from Colorado, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Yay! Hi, this is Wiffer Lily, and I'm listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Don, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Melissa, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Wayne, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Ambroise, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Knocked Up Wiffer Susan, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Cheers! Hi, this is Wiffer Renee, and you've made the excellent choice of listening to my girls, Sam and Lonnie, on Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Wiffer Pimp, my mixer Pam, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Take it away, girls. Thank you, Whiffers. Welcome to Will Write for Wine, a podcast about wine writing and songs. Yes, but mostly wine and writing and a little swearing. <laughs> on occasion. Just when we have to do the A block again, because my audacity keeps crashing. <laughs> but that's okay. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. And tonight's show is all about submitting proposals. Yes. Now that your manuscript is written and revised, it's time to take the plunge. Yes, that means sending your baby out to the world at large to just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's all later in the podcast. <laughs> wine comes first. Uh, yes. Also, wine kind of goes with it anyway. But it so does. <laughs> it goes with the topic. Sending that, that proposal. So, Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? All right. Well, I have, I'm actually doing a repeater. Mm -hmm. I I got um, a big box of wine from my wines direct because I love them. And and I bought, like, just the white, you know, kit that they, you know, the six bottles that they put together for you. Mm -hmm. And they actually put in the same bottle that I had last year. And I looked it up and I did it last year. But it was a different, it was different years, different vintage. So that will be different. It's 2007. Mm -hmm. Not that I'll know the difference, Mm -hmm. but anyway. Um, Okay. And um, anyway, so it's a 2007 Osprey Glen Sauvignon Blanc from my wine strike. And uh, the wine notes, and I have to tell you, this is directly from the bottle. Mm. And these are probably some of the worst wine notes ever. Um, they're very, very hokey, and they compete with your Azin from last week. The really bad writing on that. I don't know what's oh, going on really with this. Bad. But these people are just bored. They're just trying too hard. Okay, yeah. so anyway, uh, what is this? So, okay, this Sauvignon Blanc was made to celebrate the four senses. Ah. Somebody has been counting. Only four. Uh, the bouquet <laughs> is light and fragrant. The color uh-huh. is a pale spun gold. Is it? Really? Do people spin gold anymore since Rumpelstiltskin? No. Okay, anyway. Um, where is it? Oh, the wine refreshes your palate with hints of pear, grapefruit, and green apple. Hey, great. Some information that's actually useful. Thank you. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> the clink you hear when you and your friends toast each other for this most excellent discovery. Hey, hey we should clink. Are you ready? Are can we going to clink? Yeah, can you okay. clink? Okay, ready? I, All right, okay, go. Ready? Yeah, uh-huh. There we go. That's a clink. Oh, yeah. That's the clink. So anyway, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really, really phenomenally bad writing. Now, here's the thing, because I got to discuss this wine writing thing we got going on. (laughs) After a year and a half of doing this podcast, I have to tell you, these people are just insane. There's a bunch of them that are good. They say, you know, like the the grapefruit, pear, green Mm -hmm. apple stuff, that's all useful. That's really good. Just tell me what it tastes like and tell me what food it goes with. That's yeah. all I want to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know about saddle leather or stones or earth or tastes like spider silk. I don't want to <laughs> know any of that. Tell me what it tastes like and what it pairs with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we I can mean, save I them so much work. I understand getting bored. I understand getting bored. But honestly, 
as a as a you know person who buys wine mm-hmm. like had i not gotten this in a box from my wines direct i would have been like forget it there's no way i'm buying you this know wine. you know it's just crying out for a website mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know post here oh, for oh, oh, bad badwinewriting.com yeah. yes oh let's do it i'm going to open it <laughs> badwinewriting.com <laughs> and then everybody puts their bad wine writing on there oh 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 we should totally do that okay anyway that's a side project all right um anyway so we thir- need more websites <laughs> right i need i need another flipping project let me tell you all right so it's 13.4% alcohol. It's 12.99 a bottle, which again, a little bit above my price range, mm-hmm. but from my wines direct, which is really not a gamble because they've all been good. I don't think I've had a bad bottle from them. Um, it's uh, it's okay. So the website again, once again, it's like a my wines direct thing. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they distribute a wine, suddenly they disappear from the web. There's like no, yeah. there's no website. Except I wonder for if they're just making them up. I think they just make all the wine themselves <laughs> because on the thing, it says MWD vineyard vineyards or something like that yeah you know and i'm like whatever but anyway that's just you know they just they they sign with my wines direct and they go into the witness protection program (laughs) that's all i know um anyway so my notes are that it's dry it's tart it's fruity it's yummy it's kind of like it's similar to the one i had and i don't remember which one it was was a couple of weeks ago (laughs) a very dry white like kind of lemon tart you know kind of thing and um and i like it it's good it's it's really good so i'm giving it four and a half glasses oh good Mm -hmm. good excellent how about you? Well, my wine comes compliments of Elwin. Hi, Elwin. Hi, Elwin. Now everybody knows who Elwin is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's in my QB world. He sits across from me, so. Yep. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So, anyway, he just got back from a week in Spain with oh, his family. That's Can so you cool. believe that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like, oh, you're uh, so lucky. Beautiful I know. There. Mm-hmm. And he was kind enough to bring me wine. <gasps> Elwin! In a box. In in a juicy box. Okay, you know what? I officially love Elwin even more than I did before. And I always liked him because he's good to you at work. But still, now I love Elwin. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. I mean, it didn't come with a straw, but if it did, it would look just like a juicy juice box. You know, when I looked at it, I'm, at first uh-huh. I thought, why is he giving me juice? And then I saw the word, the magic word, vino. <laughs> Vino. I know there what vino means. Yes. There you go. Yes. Now, oh Ellen warned me that this was the cheapest wine in Spain mm-hmm. and that I should have a backup, which I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But first sip of Don Simone Vino Tinto, which means uh-huh. red table wine, is that's what I'm drinking right now. Excellent. So Tinto yes. means uh, red table wine. Yes. Yes. Well, there you go. Isn't that cool? I like that. Yeah. It's a very yeah. educational show. Just it when is. you think the show has no value, all of a sudden, education. Yep. There and you I, go. I'm actually going to put a picture of the box up on our <gasps> oh, show good. notes. So, I think we yeah. need that. Oh, I yeah. think we, I'm, I'm so excited that you aid. are drinking wine from a box. Like mm-hmm. that, honestly, has made my whole week. Juice box. Yeah. <laughs> now the box <laughs> only that came with a straw that would have just been perfect i know i know <laughs> oh, man. and and the entire box is is everything on it is done in spanish uh-huh okay so um so i had my third year spanish student translate it for me uh-huh. and the box reads the most sold spanish wine in the world <laughs> since 1890 Four generations of artesian winemakers, we have conserved all of the tradition of quality in a Ooh. box. <laughs> okay, you know what though? Yeah, fine. It's cheap Spanish table wine in a box. It's two mm-hmm. buck chuck from Spain in a box. That's but right. I respect the wine writing. Yes. Because they're just like, dude, 
It's red table wine. It's cheap. This, yeah. You know, like, this is what you're getting. That's mm-hmm. all you need to know. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they're, they're very, I like the writers. Right. That's very good. And they have a website. Hey. So, love them, them already. Proof that they have not been distributed by my wine Yes. Store. Yes. <laughs> Now, uh, Elwin said it was really cheap. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. But Good for Elwin. <laughs> I love that he bought you cheap box of wine. I, I love that. And there's no year on it on the box. <laughs> I mean, it's a box, which means it'll right. probably uh-huh. survive us all. But I did <laughs> notice that there is an expiration date. Oh, dear God. When is it? It is. And I love that they put actually the time and the seconds on here, too. Oh, my God. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's like a ticking time bomb. Yeah, it's one twenty, uh, uh, forty four seconds, and July eighteenth, it will expire. So July eighteenth. Oh my God! I have milk in my fridge. It's gonna last longer than that. July eighteenth? Are you kidding me? I, yeah, and I don't know if maybe there's some special code for the year. Maybe it's not this year, but I don't know. It, all I can make out is July eighteenth. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, now that's insane. I mean, wine, even bad Spanish boxed Although, red table wine. Should, you know what? Even vino tinto should last a little longer than that. Actually, you know what? Yeah. I think this was I think what? this was the bottling date. I think it, it just says JU. I think it was done at June 18th. All right, oh, what is today? Okay. <laughs> All right. Is... Well, today's yeah, today's like the 26th or something, right? <laughs> good i was like it expires in july yeah he, he must have bought I mean, it like even the day a bad it, wine yeah. has to last longer yeah. than that well he yeah. oh it's super fresh it's super fresh <laughs> it's really fresh oh my it god has, uh, 12 here's pounds. to elwin i know it has 12 percent <laughs> alcohol and it's mm-hmm. for it's 200 milliliters which is like math so i think it's oh, like right seven mm-hmm. ounces or something oh, okay. you know that's good. So. that's good but you know what i it's not bad Oh, I mean, good. it's not horrible. He warned oh, me, and I'm like, you know, you know what? I was a little worried the first couple of sips, but oh, I'm like, wow. hey, it's very, mm-hmm. it's very light. Doesn't have uh-huh. anybody to it really. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's not bad, and it's not uh-huh. horrible. And I'm gonna give it three glasses. So Excellent. yay, Owen! <laughs> Excellent for the non-horrible wine. Let's hear it for the non-horrible wine. That's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Elwin. I yep. love you, man. Okay. All right. Well, now we've got that taken care of. It's time for our weekly PSA. We'll be right back. <laughs> At Will Ripe for Wine, we want to make it perfectly clear that we do not encourage excessive drinking. Excessive drinking is bad. It hurts you. It hurts your family. It totally screws with your ability to put lipstick on properly. And we do not encourage it. A little drinking, though? Now that's a different thing. After all, wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart, it's good for your cholesterol, it's loaded with antioxidants. And sometimes when you've had a really long, exhausting day and your kids are making you nuts and your husband has forgotten to take out the trash again and you start to become what some people might consider a little edgy, in that case, having some wine is a kindness. A public service even. So just remember that we here at Will Write for Wine do not encourage excessive drinking. We do, however, encourage you to not beat your husband over the head with a garbage can lid, and if it takes a little bit of wine to prevent that, then we suggest a light Chardonnay. Welcome back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. 
Our question, question this week is from Karen, who writes, How is being an author different from how you had envisioned it before you were ever published? Is there anything you wish you had known? Anything you're glad you didn't know? Hmm, good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being an author is different from what you expect in that it doesn't change much. <laughs> Nothing really changes. <laughs> you're still miserable. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you cash a check, and that's great. Your books are on real bookstore shelves, and that is so exciting. But mm-hmm. the stuff that matters really doesn't change. I mean, you'll, you'll still struggle. Every book is still a new experience. You're never on top of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, always, it's always a challenge. Um, you know, writing always has the upper hand. So, I mean, is there anything that I wish I had known? I mean... I don't think so. I was really green when I got published, and I made mistakes, and I scrambled to find my way, but, you know, I wouldn't trade any of my screw-ups, I don't think. I mean, they're my experience, and I'm really happy now with what I do, so I think it all turned out well in the end. So, pretty much, I mean, I'm glad I didn't know anything. (laughs) So ignorant. Um, And I'm really grateful for the entire experience of writing you know, and Mm -hmm. and publishing is part of that, but writing on a whole, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, Publishing is really just one tiny facet of this huge endeavor that is writing, and it doesn't matter as much as it feels like it matters, you know, when you're unpublished. Mm -hmm. You know, the same Mm -hmm. way that the the lists don't feel like as big a deal as when you haven't hit one, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, so I don't know, I mean, it's just, I I, I think of it all as as writing and publishing is just kind of one part of that. Mm -hmm. So... All right. Well, I wish I had known how many times I'd get rejected. (laughs) Not that it would help, but at least I'd know that it was normal. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, because you Mm -hmm. think you get rejected is horrible, but it's perfectly normal. You know, it's okay. It's part of the whole thing. And published authors get rejected all the time. I can tell you from personal experience Mm -hmm. it happens. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think I'm glad I didn't know... um, how much time and energy and focus writing takes Mm -hmm. I I didn't know I think when I before I started it was so much fun yeah Mm -hmm. you know it was still a hobby Mm -hmm. but then when you sign a contract Mm -hmm. it changes it becomes Mm -hmm. like work (laughs) there's deadlines and there's expectations and if you fail you fail in front of literally thousands of people so I'm glad I didn't I'm Mm -hmm. glad I didn't know that that right (laughs) um (laughs) i'm glad i didn't know how it can break your heart Mm -hmm. you know how much how how truly invested you are in your work Mm -hmm. um i'm glad i didn't know how much of it was out of my control right Mm -hmm. i'm glad because i probably wouldn't have done it if i (laughs) (laughs) I had any idea what i was getting into and i'm Mm -hmm. glad i didn't know how hard the waiting would be how much waiting there would be yeah there is a lot of waiting there's a lot Mm -hmm. of waiting Mm -hmm. so you have to know how to amuse yourself if you're gonna be yeah (laughs) as i as for what i envisioned between being unpublished to published i i thought i'd have more money by now (laughs) (laughs) oh didn't we all Uh, didn't we all Mm -hmm. on the other hand i'm still writing what i love so that's huge you know it really is i mean i think it is you, you know, you think about all these um, external validators, mm-hmm. like getting published yeah. or hitting a list or making a lot of money. But, or, but, if, you you know, take, but if you take away what you, you love, what you're writing, right. there's nothing left for you. Right. To, there's no reason I mean, to stay in it. I mean, if I so. had to 
you know, to trade um, loving what I do for mm-hmm. being really successful and making a lot of money. I mean, I, oh. I wouldn't. And I think that it all either. depends on your definition of success, too, whether mm-hmm. it's something that you can point to and say, oh, I'm a New York Times bestseller, you know, to other people, which mm-hmm. who cares what other people think? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're wasting your time worrying about what other people think, you have bigger problems than writing, you know? And, um, I mean, it really is just about loving what you do. And, and honestly, I mean, you know, I, I just came back to this in this last year, you know, a year ago when we started the podcast, I mean, I was really lost in a lot of ways as far as trying to like figure out what it is that I wanted and what I expected. And I was really depressed because, you know, I'm fabulous with my sales and that's a great. And, you know, I mean, it's all this kind of, all these expectations and, and, you know, what it was that, that defined me as a writer. And, you know, and now I, I finally got back to what it was that made me start writing in the first place, which is that I love it. There's mm-hmm. just so much about it that's so much fun. And once you get into the publishing part of it, I mean, you need to play the game, but you need to know that it's just a game. The yep. writing yep. and loving what you do, whether it be writing or whatever it is that you do, loving what you do and feeling passionate about it and knowing that that is what you're here to do, mm-hmm. I think is, is huge. And there's no amount of money that can, that can make up for that. Right. You know, well, I'd rather, one of the I'd rather things be broke and have that, yeah, which is what I am. <laughs> One of the things I did this year, this past mm-hmm. year, was I kind of dropped out of a lot of chapters. Oh, right. The um, online stuff. Yeah. The, the things that were, were kind of taking up a lot of time right. and energy. But it, it also, you know, what I needed to do was really get back to writing. Right. To why mm-hmm. I started writing in the first place. Because you can exactly. get so swept up and you in do. all of that. And it's that you so forget. easy. And you have no control over all, all yeah. of it. Like, you feel held responsible for things you've no control over yeah and that's I mean that's a really slippery path Mm -hmm. you know if you really and I just I suddenly I had like a a lot of revelations this year about you know what it was that I that I loved about what I do and I thought all Mm -hmm. the things that I love don't aren't affected Mm-hmm. by how many books I sell or how you know what I'm saying like right. none of that is affected by that like I still mm-hmm. get to do what I love and um and so I'm I'm having just a fabulous time and I'm happier now than I've ever been and I'm completely like if you look on an external level not a successful person at all you know I mean it you know it depends on how you define success or whatever yes. but I mean, as far as like you know I'm not a New York Times bestseller I'm not a USA Today bestseller I don't think I'm a bestseller at all you know I, and I I scrape along and I'm mid-list and and um, very few people read my books, but those who do, you're really awesome. I love you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, I just like it's as far as all external um, indicators go, it's not a huge success story. But at the same time, like I could not possibly feel more successful than I do right now. And it's because I finally realized that I just need to focus on what I love. And I mean, I love what we do here at Will Write for Wine. I love that we've been doing this. I think that this has saved me in the past year. It's been such a incredibly, like unbelievably fulfilling experience. And to have people... Right. You know, say that they start writing because of us, which is blows my mind. Blows mine too. <laughs> I would think they'd run away from it. They'd be like, I'm never doing that. <laughs> Look at those two Unclean. women. They're crazy. Look I know. what writing did to them. I know. <laughs> it made them drunks. But um, only on Friday nights. Though. Only on Friday nights. <laughs> the rest of the week, we're complete paragons of yes. uh, uh, good yeah. behavior. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I really think it's about publishing is part of it and you definitely have to take it seriously and it is a business and you have to be professional and there's you know there's a lot of things that you need to think about but Mm -hmm. you know that's the game 
That that doesn't define yeah. who you are as a writer. And I think that you need to separate the writing from the publishing in your mm-hmm. head in order to be able to keep yourself grounded enough to to ride it out because it's just it's so evil mm-hmm. and it's such a nightmare and it's so hard and you know and everybody wants you to succeed they really do the publisher wants you to succeed they want to do well it's nobody's fault it's just a, a roll of the dice you know mm-hmm. so yeah. anyway i'm sorry i'm rambling on <laughs> thanks for the question karen <laughs> To get your question on the show, email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or leave them on the forums or send us an MP3 and you can hear your voice on the show, which we love. Yep. So speaking of voices, we've got uh, Mac. Mac. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Leading us into... This week in... The forums! Thanks, Thanks Mac! Mac. <laughs> this week on the forums, the hot topics were ferrets for Lonnie! I will forever be associated with ferrets. <laughs> Editor spoof, uh, how to take your dog out for a walk safely. And you really need to see that link. You've because, gotta oh my see God, that it's one. The, what is the, the thing? It's oh, the Sam, flash. you've got to see this. It's Sam, yeah. you've got to see this. Yeah. Um, you have to see that because I don't oh, know where yeah. these people are walking their dogs. Uh-huh. But they need a, a flashlight that turns into a semi-automatic <laughs> weapon. <laughs> Whatever. Um, trash-talking romance novelist, which was hilarious. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, a bunch of Rita nominees all uh, talking trash in a video. It was adorable. Uh, gods <laughs> and Grammar and George Carlin, who mm-hmm. passed this week. and. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm so sad, but I mean he had like this incredibly fruitful, mm-hmm. um, you know, explosive life, and he yep. really he really you know skidded into the grave. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he used everything God gave him and just went sliding into the grave. So Which you know, is the way to go. It's, it's so. a sad loss, but yes. he was he was an incredible man. He yep. was really yep. incredible. So uh, we have 157 members today. Oh my God. I know. Mm-hmm. We are getting a few uh, Padawiffs, too. Those are right, underage whiffers. Yes. <laughs> so welcome, Padawiffs. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean we have to watch our language tonight? <laughs> you know. I didn't know. realize I we had so many. I'm like, oh, geez. I know. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, honestly, like, uh, they, they've already heard it on the bus. By the time we're oh, old yeah. enough to figure out how to download a podcast, yeah. I think they've already been corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> At least, dear God, I hope so. Anyway, now it's time to take a short break, and we will be right back. Museum curator Jillian Talbot has a psychic gift that lets her see into the past, but she never expects it can make her a target to find a priceless treasure. To stay alive, Jillian must seek the help of a cynical Tomb Raider, but is he worthy of her trust? Simon Bonner wants out of the looting game. Instead, he finds himself tangled up in a deadly mystery and a woman who still believes in doing the right thing. As Jillian and Simon track the mystery deep into Mexico, their desire to stay alive and growing passion for each other makes every move a dance with danger. Out of Time by Samantha Graves. Available August 2008. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Why. <laughs> Last week was revisions preceded by the GLD. Don't look down, draft. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to submit that baby. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you aren't a writer until you get rejected, and you can't get rejected if you don't send something in. That's right. you got to yep. earn your stripes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are going to cover the basics. Who, what, where, how, when, why. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, hey, are those the six senses or the, you know, 
Those are the like the six W's for yeah. journalists. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, there's Although an H how in there. is technically yeah. an H, but they're like there's a W in there. Oh boy. You know anything to journalists. anything for a learning mnemonic? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, what are you gonna right. do? Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna start with who and when, mm-hmm. uh, because these kind of go together. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. The first question is whether to submit to an editor or an agent. Now we can't tell you which one is better, but we can tell you the advantages and disadvantages of each. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, agents, uh, submitting to agents, advantages. They generally will read your work faster than an editor will read something from the slush pile. Um, mm-hmm. They're usually pretty good about getting back, like, you know, we're talking weeks and months versus, you know, right. you know longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a good agent can get your work read by an editor faster than you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know the editors within a house and what each editor is looking for. Mm-hmm. And you can multi-submit and multi-query to several agents at a time, but don't mm-hmm. do more than like three or four. Um, and if mm-hmm. you get a nibble, you must tell them who else has your work. Right. I think it's a good idea when you're looking at agents in general mm-hmm. to um, really research them very well. Make sure yes. they represent what it is that you um that you write and also start like do them in tiers like do your mm-hmm. top three yes and then if you, they all reject you then do your next three and right. if they all reject you then do your next three and mm-hmm. just kind of go through them like that you know yeah. and again if you have a new project you know if you have an agent that has rejected a particular project they have not rejected you as a writer if mm-hmm. you come back to them with a different project it's a whole fresh new ball game mm-hmm. so it's just for that project that the reje- rejection stands so. right right just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, disadvantages of uh, of starting with an agent. Um, you know, they may only cover certain genres, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so if you write something really outside of the box, you may not have much luck finding an agent until you sell something. So, you know, I mean, it, I think it can apply to both agent and editor, though. I mean, right. I think that, like, if you really write something that's wild and outside the box, which, let's face it, every big hit you know mm-hmm. was was something that nobody thought would sell you know but it was so well done and, and it just kind of hit at the right time that you know that'll work so you know if you're writing out the box it may be harder to sell either to an editor or an agent mm-hmm. but it may actually be something that's more likely to kind of break out and be really different from mm-hmm. everything else so yeah. um, also you will need to wait while the work goes to an editor so you submit to the agent then you get the agent then you have to wait and probably revise it at the, you know the agent's going to tell you to revise it mm-hmm. then you get to the editor who will actually buy your work so it's going to be a longer wait before the check you know when you send it to an Mm -hmm. agent directly Um, and uh, a bad agent can be worse than no agent which is really true if you've got somebody out there who does not have a good reputation who people don't like who Mm. you know submits your stuff to the wrong people who who doesn't doesn't reply to you industry (laughs) who intimidates you who yells at you this is all that happened Um, but one of the things too is that um an agent takes the, you know, 15% yeah. of whatever it is that you bring in. That's that true. That said, I will say that an advantage to an agent is that they will probably get you more than you would have been able to get by yourself. So they more than make up for their commission, I think. Right, right. I think they generally do. But that's mm-hmm. one of the things, like, people don't like, they're like, oh, you know, if I get an agent, then they're just going to take 15% and I could just do that myself and blah, blah, blah. And if you're dealing with a, you know, a publisher that really deals a lot with direct, you know, client, direct uh, writer relationships, then, you know, I mean, they've, uh, even then I can't, (laughs) 
I'm, I'm sorry. I'm pro-agent. I am pro-agent all the way. I think wow. that your agent will get you more money. Yeah. Unless you're if publishing you with Harlequin, an in which case it's pretty much boilerplate yes. and they, the offers are pretty much the same for everybody. Um, I mean, if you're the dealing with is, any other publisher. Mm-hmm. Everybody would love an agent. But it's hard. It's as hard to get an agent as it is to sell. I think so it's harder to find an agent. I think it yes. is harder to find an agent. And the thing is that your agent relationship is like a marriage. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a good match of personality. It has to be. I mean, there's so many things that the stars just really have to align. I think finding an agent is harder. I think it's more worthwhile. Like, I, I, I can't hide it. I'm sorry. I'm seriously pro-agent. Well, yeah, everybody <laughs> is. Everybody wants an agent, but just because well, you want true. one doesn't doesn't mean that's that you're going to be true. able to get one. Everybody doesn't want it. I've talked to a lot of writers who are like, oh, I can just go directly to the editor and it'll be better and mm. I won't take 15%. And I, I, I can't even tell you. Like, if you get a good agent, that's a good match for you. If you get a bad agent, I mean, seriously, a bad agent is worse than no agent. Um, But, I mean, you get a good agent who's a match for you and who can give you advice and can help you figure out what's going on. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's just, and plus, they will get you more than that 15% that you'll be paying them, you know. Mm -hmm. So, that's just me. I'm sorry. I'm seriously pro-agent. But, anyway, go ahead. (laughs) All right. The advantages of submitting to directly to the editors first. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, your stuff will get to them faster, but it may sit longer yes um mm-hmm. there are no agent fees like Lonnie said mm-hmm. but it and basically you may have no choice if you get rejected by a lot of agents which actually happened to me I got rejected by I don't know 30 agents in one year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun um and then you sold your and then I sold it myself I went directly uh-huh. to the editor with it mm-hmm. and I sold mm-hmm. it now because I had sold one book it was a lot easier for me to get an agent then after that agent. because mm-hmm. I was already mm-hmm. in the house they wanted to see more of my stuff they wanted to right. buy more of my stuff so mm-hmm. um so in that case that's the way I had to go but I wanted an agent. I just couldn't get one because the genre I wrote was so small that right. not very many agents represented it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is that is difficult because sci-fi mm-hmm. is one of those. Um, oh, yeah. One of those genres that's really, really hard. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's a good way. Like, a lot of people do that. Like, also, one of the things that's great is that you can you can submit to editors directly. Mm-hmm. And then when you get a nibble, get an agent with the nibble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, be like, here's here's the money for you. You know, I mean, you're basically just saying, look, I got an offer. Just come in and do the work for mm-hmm. me. And, you know, and, and that can be a, kind of a, a good way to get sort of the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. you know that you get that nibble from an editor an editor wants to buy your work and then you find an agent to represent you for the process of going through the contracts and everything so I mean that's that's a real good way to do it too Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. all right so disadvantages of I'm sorry did you get all your stuff yep oh no you did okay (laughs) disadvantages of um of going to an editor first is that uh you won't have the agent out there batting for you um Mm -hmm. you don't have the benefit of the agent's knowledge of that editor or the publisher personal relationships that they have with Mm -hmm. editors and publishers um, so you don't have that benefit you're kind of like a nameless you know face until the editor gets to know you um, you have to do all the research on every house and every editor you need to basically educate yourself on everything in the business and this business is I mean you know I don't really consider myself a stupid person but I've been in this business for like five years and I'm still stumped I don't get oh, it. I've been in it for understand. 10 years and I'm still learning <laughs> do not understand how it works. <laughs> um, another thing about submitting to an editor directly those editors that that do take unsolicited, which means unagented. Oh, that's another, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. And any that take unagented submissions, a lot of them don't. Um, so the ones that do have piles, like you would not believe. And I mean, it takes a while to get read. If you've got an agent, mm-hmm. if you don't have an agent, I mean, you could you could literally be sitting there for a year. I mean, you Years. could be waiting to hear for yeah. a long, long time. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's a real big uh, downside, I think. Well, and like you said, the first. other thing mm-hmm. you said, which I forgot, actually totally forgot about, was that mm-hmm. some editors won't take unagented work they you won't. can't even get into some houses right. without an agent so right right mm-hmm. or even without like a you know like a recommendation from one of their authors sometimes right. you can get in on that but you know i mean really it's just about um you know it's it's unsolicited uh, unagented work you mm-hmm. know they just won't take a look at it uh, where where actually a lot of conferences can help you out there because you can yes. meet a, you can meet uh, editors and they can request a partial and if mm-hmm. it's requested solicited you know material then they'll they'll look at it but and the other place s- yeah. the other place you can get into houses that uh, don't accept uh, unagented uh, work is um, um, contests Right, contest is another way yes. to get in, to mm-hmm. get in if you don't have an agent. Right. So those are all things that you can do. Um, but, you know, short of that, you're going to be waiting a mm-hmm. long time to hear from them, if ever. Um, you know, also, many publishers require no simultaneous submissions, um, which means, or to other publishers for the same work. So mm-hmm. you can't submit to, you know, Harlequin and Dorchester with the same work at the same time. Right. Um, even though it will take them years to look at it. <laughs> some, some publishers have that requirement. Yeah. Um, which means your work is off the market until they mm-hmm. read it, and that can take a really long time. So, yep. um, so there's definitely a drawback to that as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's really a matter of um, of kind of making the choices, you know, mm-hmm. based on what your individual situation is, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And some things to think about. Um, let's say you submit a book to 10 editors, and eventually they all reject it. Mm-hmm. You can't turn around and submit that story to an agent because the agent won't have anything to sell. Because right. the mm-hmm. book's already been rejected. Right, so exactly. you got to think mm-hmm. about that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you must tell your agent where your work has been rejected. You have right. to tell mm-hmm. them that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't tell an editor where your work has been rejected. <laughs> they don't need to know that. Right. It's just, it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do your research, whether it's an editor or an agent. Use online resources like Editors and Predators or Writers. What is it? Writersmarket.com, yep. which I heartily recommend yep mm-hmm. they also mm-hmm. have a book in the library but it's not going to be as up to date because it only comes mm-hmm. out once a year right um, mm-hmm. talk to other writers who work with that editor or agent just do your homework and yeah. then like and Lana- you can email a writer that you don't know too i mean yes. i've had a lot of people email me about my editors about mm-hmm. my agents people that i don't know and mm-hmm. you know i'll be happy to talk to them and tell them about it so yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, and like Lonnie said, submit to your number one places first. You always mm-hmm. shoot high because you deserve the best. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean, don't look at an agent or an editor and think, oh, God, they'd never take me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's no reason why they wouldn't. Give it a shot and find out. I mean, I never, ever, ever thought that my agent, when I submitted to my agent, honestly, never thought she would have taken me. I actually considered her. I was like, oh, good. I'll get my first rejection. You know? <laughs> I was like, yes, this is good. This is good, you know. And uh, it actually turned out to be a good match, which is fabulous. But mm-hmm. it almost never happens. I had no idea, you know, um, <laughs> how lucky I was. But, um, but I mean, the, the thing is, is that unless you try, mm-hmm. you don't know. You know, if you cut yourself off at the knees before you even start, I mean, forget it. You know, you got to yep. shoot for exactly what it is that you want. Imagine your most perfect scenario and go for that. And then That's if that right. doesn't work out, then go to scenario number two Mm -hmm. but you know just uh, definitely uh, don't cut yourself off before you do it okay so now we're to the uh, what where and how 
So we're racing right through. Oh, Very yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, these all go together. Uh, once you have your short list of agents or editors, you need to find their submission guidelines. And I cannot even stress how important it is that you submit exactly to their guidelines. You know, if they want five pages, give them five pages, not six. If they want ten pages, give them ten pages. If they want on purple you know, paper scented <laughs> like lilacs, then just do it. Okay. You know, like whatever it is that they want to it. Um, usually this information is available on their website. Um, make sure your story fits the requirements. Do not waste anybody's time because you don't want to annoy anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you want to be as professional as possible. So do your research. Uh, the submission guidelines will tell you where to mail the manuscript to, what to include in the submission and how it should be submitted. Um, absolutely. Again, follow the guidelines. If it says, wait six to eight weeks don't call them the second week yeah. you know wait absolutely mm-hmm. wait put it in your in your calendar and your you know outlook or whatever you got on your computer and just absolutely wait if you got to drink a lot of wine go to my wine's direct <laughs> ups guy brings it you know i mean if absolutely you need to commiserate listen to us <laughs> right exactly because we totally feel your pain absolutely. but you have to wait um editors and agents have excellent memories do not make it hard for them to buy or rep you you want to be the person that they want to work with yes yes now what under what we have a query letter which is a one p page uh brief single space brilliantly written query that will Mm -hmm. entice them to request more and i think we did a show on this reference the funky bird query yes yes there you go Mm -hmm. i don't remember what show that was (laughs) if you search funky bird on the website you will find it yes so if they ask for a query letter, that's what they want. Mm-hmm. If they ask for chapters, you give them X number of chapters that they ask for. Double-spaced, mm-hmm. Courier, or Times New Robin, 12-point font, one-inch margins all around. Right. Put mm-hmm. page numbers on them. Yeah, don't try to, you know, play don't be around fancy. with. Yeah, they, you know, they, they know all the tricks. Tired. They know everything. Mm-hmm. It's either, you know, uh, send it in, an easy to read the way that they ask for. I think we had a show where we talked about that, too. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about everything. It's been a year and a half. I think so. I know. (laughs) If they ask for a synopsis, give them X number of page synopsis, whatever Mm -hmm. number of pages they ask for. Exactly. Uh, Double space, Courier, or New Times, or Times New Roman. Times New Roman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 11 or 12 point font, one inch margins all around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they ask for the full... That means the full manuscript, all chapters Mm -hmm. formatted as above. Mm -hmm. Now, typically, they will ask for something like three chapters and a five-page synopsis. Mm -hmm. I always include a cover letter uh, giving them my contact information and and reiterating the requested material, you know, whatever it was, however they asked for it. Remind them that they requested it. I mean, if it's, you know, it depends on what format you're sending in. But, I mean, if you are sending in requested material to um, an editor or an agent, make sure that you mark the uh, the envelope requested material yes. very strongly yes. and definitely don't mark it requested if it's not requested oh, you know just that. to get past everything because they will know mm-hmm. they never requested it and uh, they will remember will, they will remember <laughs> and they will not enjoy can, that can you hear my husband mowing the lawn Oh no! <laughs> Driving by the window, I, I feel add. like I have to put a sign up that says "I'm doing the podcast." It's night. I know <sighs> I couldn't hear anything. But oh well, that's good. I, it, it might show up on the recording, but <laughs> here's hear me. He's driving by, and I'm cut like the dirty. Oh, I'm like giving him the dirty look. 
away. I know. Well, did you hear my husband come in in the B block? No. He's all opening the door and Cecilia's behind him. Ah! I'm like, could you just please? It's Friday night. I'm crying out loud. And I sit there. It's so funny because they come in and I'm like waving my arms and I'm trying to talk yeah. and sound what? like I'm not like distracted or whatever. But I'm like, get out. What I need to get are those poison darts that all the jungle people have in the Indiana Jones movies. You just, you know, and not real poison, but like something just to like knock them out. Just for like, like five minutes. Way. Just so you can drag their body out of the room. I'm just joking about the poison. I'm dart. not. I think I'm great. <laughs> get your husband while he's on the lawnmower and he just falls off of the lawnmower, keeps going, mows the neighbor's yard. Let's kill someone. <laughs> All right. So the how, right? Uh -huh. Via email. Mm -hmm. um, some people, actually more and more people as time goes by are accepting email submissions. So, yes, I mean, if, you, which is if nice. you can send something in email, definitely do. I mean, I think that you can probably send a little more in email because it doesn't cost anybody anything mm -hmm. to like, you know. Um, so, uh, so you get away with a little more on that. Um, sometimes uh, in the website, they'll have a form that mm -hmm. you can fill out and you can send your submission in with that. And, um, you know, a lot of people still doing traditional mail, mm -hmm. you know, where you just send it and uh, send your envelope and uh, put requested material on it if it was requested and uh, send it on in. So okay. it just depends. Again, you have to be real careful about the uh, submission guidelines. Very important. Do not mm -hmm. waste their time. They will do not be happy with you. Do it however they want you to do it. Whatever right. they want you to do, do it exactly the way that they want you to do it. Mm -hmm. Double check the submission guidelines before you send anything in. Yes. Research is your friend. Yes. And this yes. is coming from the pantser. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically... The, what you have to do to actually mm -hmm. do the submission. And we got mm -hmm. a lot of questions about this, so we did want right. to do a show on it. Right. And the last question is why. <laughs> right. Which is really the why, big question. Uh -huh. Why? 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 Uh -huh. and, and, and the reason why you submit is because you're a writer. This is mm -hmm. what we do. Right. Mm -hmm. We pour our hearts on a, uh, into words on a page and send it out to be accepted or rejected. If it's mm -hmm. accepted, we're happy. If mm -hmm. it's rejected, we're not. <laughs> but either way, we, we keep writing. It's the hardest job you will ever have. It will right. provide mm -hmm. the highest and lowest points of your life. It will right. take every ounce of courage and strength <laughs> and focus you have. It will give you nothing back. It will break your heart. It will make you want to quit every minute of every day. But in the end, you will never feel more alive than you do when you write. Mm -hmm. So be fearless. Put your best stuff out there. And then just keep on writing. <laughs> How's another. that? And this man ain't, ain't coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your pep talk? Is that, it was my pep it talk. It will kill you. It will make you bleed. <laughs> there will be pain like you've never felt before. And this That's comes from right. a woman who's born children. <laughs> All right. Without medication. <laughs> Without medication. <laughs> Twice. Oh, God. All right. Uh, so let's, let's talk about the why. <laughs> What, a little more than that? 
a little more than that. I got, I got a little more to say. You, you, you get, get your whole Ed McManning kind of thing. I'm going to rant for a little while. So you can just go. I'm going to get out of uh, my little high horse and preach here I'm going to go get another cupcake. All right. You go do that. Um, well, anyway, I once I once participated, actually, in a huge but respectful um, online argument about how every writer wants to be published. I mean, you know, I was making the argument that they did, that every writer wanted to be published, needed mm-hmm. to be published. And once the whole group boiled down the argument to the semantics, we realized that we actually all agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not that every writer wants to be published necessarily or needs to be published, but every writer needs readers to complete the process. Yes. You know? Writing is only um, the sending of the message. It needs to be received, to be communicated, in order to be complete. Uh, my argument was that every writer want, not just wanted that, but needed that. Um, and I stand by that, but I've changed my mind as to whether you need to be published or not. I really don't think so, especially not in a day and age where blogs and websites and you know EPUB and self-pub and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you can write and complete your process and reach readers without ever getting involved in the business. And that is amazing you know um, a lot of people look to publication as a kind of, um, of a validation and you know there is that it's, it's a competitive field and if you make it all the way to the publishing house that does give you kind of a special sparkly Girl Scout honor badge to wear around mm-hmm. 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 well I, I think I have to disagree with you <laughs> <laughs> let's fight we haven't had a good fight in a long time what's up well, you know when you say that it's not about publishing, it's not about whether or not you're published or not? Right. I think mm-hmm. being a writer means mm-hmm. that you need an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same. If you're a storyteller, you need an audience, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. If you have no audience, then you're not a storyteller. So the audience of a blog doesn't count? It if depends you, if you publish on a pod, like the there story. Are people who do their, their, the people who do their stories that's in fine, yes. That read them and in audio It depends on the story and what audience you want to reach with that story. It's about what you, uh, what audience you're trying to reach. So if you're doing a blog and you're trying to reach a blog mm-hmm. audience, that's fine. You're doing okay. But if well, you're what trying... do you mean by blog audience? I mean, it's just it's a smaller audience. I mean, absolutely. No, I'm just saying those are fewer people that people. read blogs. That's that's the blog audience. Those are the people mm-hmm. that are reading your blog. That's who you're trying to reach. That's who you're writing for. But yeah. if you're trying to write a book that has a message that you want to get out to a large number of people, then mm-hmm. doing it on a blog is not going to fulfill you because you're not going to reach the not audience. Not necessarily, but a lot of, I mean, some people, especially, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening online. There's a lot of people who are mm-hmm. publishing online. Um, and that's fine. And if reach, they're I mean, reaching think, their audience, think, then they're fine. I think as a writer, you need at least one reader. In order to complete the process. Anything after that is gravy. Well, you know what? I, again, I, I think it depends on, on what it is you're looking for a, a, as a writer. Why you started doing mm-hmm. this in the first place. If all you but wanted you to do was write... Validation? But I mean, there's what no is, validation. What is it? After you've it's had part of the one process. reader, what is no, it? it's part of the process. After you've had one reader... How many do you need? I mean, I mean, it like, depends on who you okay, wrote the story for. If you write, if you write a story about, mm-hmm. let's say you write a story about surviving cancer, one mm-hmm. person reads it. 
What about all the other mm-hmm. people out there that you're trying to reach, that you're trying to send the story out to make them feel better about going through that horrible process or whatever? You're not mm-hmm. reaching that audience. That wouldn't make you happy. That's not what you wrote the book for. That's not what you put your heart and soul into. See, so, I don't know. Like, I honestly, I don't know that I'm... <laughs> I hate to say this, but I mean, I'm published and I'm not reaching that many people either, but I'm happy with the people that I've reached. Which is fine, but it's I'm more than one person. Well, yeah, it's but it's Would you be happy more. if it was one person? Would you be happy if you went through all well, the work? I think I would have never gotten another book contract if it was only well, one person. Well, what I'm saying, but, I mean, like, what you're saying is yeah. why aren't you happy if it's only one person? Well, if you spend a whole year writing a book and one person reads your book, is that going to make you happy? Was it worth it? Well... Yeah. Oh, please. Because it's the writing. Oh, it's the, the writing. It's the completing of the process. No, it's totally <laughs> it's true. <not. laughs> I told you, this book I'm writing right now, I love. I love the book mm-hmm. I'm writing right now. And if I can't sell well, it, and see, I may not be able but to, that's the thing. I'm going to self-publish but, it. And I'm going to self-publish it. But you're saying it right now. You're saying that right mm-hmm. now as you're writing that book, you are defining your audience as you write your book. Now, when I write my book, I'm defining my audience. My Mm -hmm. audience is not your audience. My audience is who I'm envisioning that I'm writing this story for. I'm a storyteller. I'm telling a story to people. so how many thousands of people do you need before you feel like you're I don't know, but I do know that there's an audience out there that I would like to read the story, that I'm writing Mm -hmm. this book for, that that I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't write the books for me. I write the stories that need to be told because they have to be told the way they need to be told. Oh, I write them for me. But I, I am not I complete write unless yeah. unless there's somebody that I can hand it over to. You are not complete unless it, okay. Yes, but you only. But need that's one my person. audience. When you okay, were writing we about each of night. your books, we when you were really writing each of your books, did you night. say, "Okay, I'd be happy if one person read this book"? No, you didn't. You didn't say that. Well, but you and no, you didn't I mean, say. And there was a lot of time and, when I was writing them that I wasn't happy. There, uh, I'm happy now because I've that's decided. That's right. But you're doing it. All I need is one. That's person. right because you're doing it as you're writing the book. You are defining your audience as you write the book. If you don't get that no, audience, no, I'm at not. The end, I don't care. Yes, I don't you care. are. You just said it. No, what I'm saying is that one person, ten thousand people, a hundred thousand people. I don't care. Mm-hmm. As long as I reach at least that one person, as long as the people who want to read my book can Which is fine, but you're asking me how many people would it take to make me happy? How many people would it take to make you happy? But what I'm saying is that that you're saying that it's impossible for somebody to write a book and be happy publishing it on a website or that it that it wouldn't complete I never the said that and I think I never that, said that well, I never you're, you're said that if you're me. putting a book on a website you've already defined the audience that you want to reach it's going to be uh-huh. whoever comes to your web- website that's your audience uh-huh. right there's nothing wrong with that I didn't say there was uh-huh. anything wrong with that what I'm saying so is I don't understand what we're arguing about then well <laughs> You started it. Why are we arguing? You started it. I did it. not. Yes, I was did. reading my script, and you were like, I disagree. I'm like, whatever. Go ahead. So you disagree. Okay, so go ahead. Carry on. I didn't start it. I just said that you don't need to be published. I said you don't need to be published through traditional Unless New York City publishers. Unless you want to. But you, unless you yes, you to. can't not say that because you can't say to people you don't need to be published because that's the way I feel. But they, no, was. you don't need to. You don't need to. You need to reach at least one reader to complete the process. And once you've done that, everything else is gravy. And I'm sorry, but I stand by that. 
Now you can decide there's other things that you want to do. There's other things that you want to achieve in your career. There's things that, you know, but in all honesty, I got to tell you, every reader that has read one of my books, to me, that's a fulfillment of would everything you be happy if you do, wrote, whether it be 10 would readers you be happy, or 100,000 readers. Would you be happy if 10 readers read a book that you worked a year on? Yeah. You would be happy with that. That would fulfill I, you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I will work a regular job for money. Mm-hmm. I don't care about I money. I do. This. this is what <laughs> I do for passion. That's where I think you get miserable. Why? I think people get miserable because they're looking for all these external things that they, I cannot control how many people buy my book. Mm-hmm. I cannot sit there and like designate that twenty five thousand. But if you wanted to reach book? a certain audience, you could write a short story. If you wanted to read it, reach a different kind of audience, you could write magazine articles. If you wanted to reach, it's it it is what it is the audience that you wish to reach. Right, the people As that are gonna look. Yes. If I write a book, if okay, and I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. this book that I'm writing right now, I love. And if nobody in New York City loves it, if nobody wants to publish it, which, by the way, a distinct possibility, um, <laughs> if nobody wants it, then I'm gonna self-publish it or e-publish it or do mm-hmm. whatever I need to do to get it out to the people that need to read it. And the people that want to read it will find it. And if they really like it, they'll tell their friends. Mm-hmm. And it will build the same way that everything does. But the thing is that all I need to finish and complete my process is one reader. Okay, so that's all you if need. If I've got that, I'm happy. That's not to say that it has every... has nothing to do with money. It has nothing no, to do with that, business. No, but what I'm saying is that's what you need, but that's not to say yeah. that that is going to make every writer out there happy. Every writer has to decide uh-huh. in this business, and it is a business... There's a business mm-hmm. part, there's a writing part, and we can all say, oh, blah, 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 the business, but it's still part of the gig. Every mm-hmm. writer has to decide for themselves what will make them happy, what will what will make them okay, feel so happy as a writer. if you're not happy unless you hit the New York Times bestseller then list. Then that's your goal. And there's okay, nothing look, wrong if you're with not, that. If you are not happy... In the writing process, if you're not happy doesn't writing matter. the book and finishing the book, then your goals are going to make you miserable. It doesn't matter because you're gonna be miserable. you can. It is an attainable goal. Don't take, you know, you. that's a great goal. If that's some, no, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. It's a crap it's goal. It's not. Hitting the New York Times bestseller? Who cares? It's a you great no goal that. That if is, that's what that you is want. Like going, it's like going to Las Vegas and saying, I'm going to place no, my entire it's not. self-worth. Based on no, it's not. whether or not I hit, you no, know, black Because if you yes, stay it is. in this it's business. Exactly because the business of this business is a crap But shoot. if you stay in it long enough and you're good enough and you work hard enough, eventually it's it's a goal you can work towards. And there's nothing wrong no, with having that goal. No, you have no control over it. There's nothing wrong with having that goal. control over it. No, I think it's completely, I think that your goal. I don't think it's right for you right to tell people that that's not hurting. a good goal. I don't think it's right <laughs> you tell people that they should base their self-worth I'm on something that is completely that, outside of their control. I'm not telling them that, but that's what makes them that's happy. The problem with all the people. That's no. the problem if with all the writers that are miserable because they're not so published. So they think figure that they're it no out good for and themselves. They have no value and their work has no value. Then let them figure that out for their themselves. Their work has value whether or not you it get does. published but whether or not you saying that you doesn't make Times. a difference to that person. That person has to figure that out for themselves. Well, you saying that people need to hit a list I never or, hit, said that. or get published in order for it I to have value. I never said that. What did saying. I say? You said that. I didn't that's say what that. That's why we're arguing. I never that's why said we're that. Arguing. You said that. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm not, I never brought up 
the best-selling list. This you is, did. This is okay. Wait, what are you saying? You're saying that people have to get published no, and have to reach, you know, a certain. I never said that. I happy. said some writers. That's what they need. Then that's what, what, is what your they want. Up? I'm saying let the writer decide what it is that they want out of this. What is it that will make them happy? Some people, right. you know, we have a lot of different personality types. Money drives some people for uh, uh, fame, you know, whatever, uh, best-selling list, whatever drives different people have different reasons for being here, for and being that, writers. Okay, what I'm saying... It doesn't mean they're not happy. If you, if you were driven to become... I'm not saying you can't be a New York Times bestseller and be happy. Mm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you say that this is something that you have to have happen before you're going to be happy. You need to be happy and fulfilled writing the that, book. That is the same and finishing that is the, book. the same for any job. It doesn't matter. What I'm saying is whatever gets you to the end, whatever makes you happy and making you may be happy writing, but you may also be happy writing and then having, you know, something happen in the publishing world for you. You know, that may, well, may be you what know, makes you gravy. happy. But no, that's, that's not. Gravy. If because you're not for happy people, unless you that's hit your the list personality or unless you type. make a publisher. But that's your personality type. Different you're gonna things be drive because different you're, people. You're setting, yeah, but you're setting, you're, you're setting everything that you do outside of things that you can control. You cannot control whether you get published. You cannot control whether you hit the New York Times You can have you a goal and you can that. have a dream. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having mm-hmm. a dream. I'm saying that in order to complete the process, you do not have to be But it's up to, to the, the writer process. to decide <laughs> what completes. You know it's what? up to the writer to decide what we completes the so process. We're not going to agree on this tonight. <laughs> People are probably It's probably thinking, a it's good thing. Okay. We still love oh, each other. Oh, we do. Other. Oh, God, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably it's a good fine. thing that we're not in the same room because we'd be throwing stuff at each other. I like pens. <laughs> Like, no, I mean, honestly, I'm not like, I'm not mad or upset about it or anything. I'm just saying that like, this is what, this is what I think. I think that if you place a value on something that you have absolutely no control over, that that is what creates writer crazy. Well, it creates any kind of crazy. That creates, that's the world. It creates any kind of crazy. That's the world. In order to be fulfilled, like uh, what you are as a writer is you write the book, you create the story, you do the thing and you get a reader. Once you have one reader, you've completed the process. Now, what? Anything that you want to do above and beyond that, you know, that's cool. Do it. That's totally your thing. I'm just saying that if you place your personal value as a person based on or as a writer, based on something you cannot control, based on getting published, based on hitting a list, based on blah, 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 whatever, you have no control over that. The only thing you have control over is how good your story but, is. But, you know, now, if you have a good story and you're a good writer and you've built your craft and you hit the New York Times, you can definitely build on that. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. By all means, go, you know, go hit the New York Times. That's fabulous. But the fact is, you have to be happy with the story that you're writing in the first place, regardless of that. It's Otherwise, none of it's going to be fulfilling. Basically, you got to be and you got to be you got to be happy with your life before you start writing because it's not going to make it any better. <laughs> this is not going to be the answer to it all is. your it things. It does make it better. It is fun. No, 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 it's no, no, no. no. I mean the crazy. I'm talking the crazy a, part. Okay, if you're already business. crazy when you start writing, you're going to be in trouble. 
it, uh, it you crazy. have to we be right otherwise but you have to be settled Walmart you know when you said if you you're hour. if your whole mm-hmm. value is is on is on you know what happens when you're a writer your self-value but yes. that could be the same mm-hmm. you could say use the same argument for your job if your whole if the right. whole self mm-hmm. if your whole self worth worth is tied into if your, your job if it's tied into anything, your kids yeah. if it's tied into is somebody right. else other than yourself well, that's a whole other no it's not it's the same discussion it's the but it's same true. discussion I mean, but what I i'm saying is I say the same thing if you everything. feel mm-hmm. that way that and then you come to writing you got other issues that you have to resolve before you get here you know what i mean so your yeah. self-worth is based on something else other than yourself, then, you know, it's going to make this okay, process a little harder. Would you agree that that's where the writer crazy comes from? Because I think that's where all crazy self-worth? comes from. <laughs> I think that's where all crazy. You ever go to the DMV? You can't control that. You can't control. That makes you crazy. It has nothing to do with you know writing. What? The bottom line is, <laughs> and here's the bottom line about just who you are as a human being, is that you're good enough as you are you do everything you can Mm -hmm. you try as hard as you can if you're passionate about writing write if you publish it on a blog and have one person read it and that makes you happy great Mm -hmm. you know if you need to hit the new york times in order to be happy you are never gonna well it's a goal but good no you can hit the new york times but then it won't be good well yes it will if that's your goal because if you need if you need the new york times to feel good about yourself but it's a goal it's just another goal it's like what no it's a goal it's like okay Need it to be happy. Okay. But this is what okay. I'm saying. here's an if example. You need that to be happy. I'm go. I want to go to get my whatever my <laughs> master's in in, in anthropology. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. If I don't get that goal, is that going to make me miserable? If no, I get you're not okay, your whole worth. But on if it. I get that goal, if goal. I get that goal, is that not going to make me happy? <laughs> You see what I mean? There's a difference. There's not but you difference. don't know. You're not listening to me. There's a difference between a goal that you choose that's something that you want to yes. do. But if you don't do it, you won't think that you're a complete and total failure. And but that's not the saying difference that. between hanging your entire I would love to hit a list, but something I don't that feel like a failure because control. I don't. I don't feel like well, a failure. Good. I love my books. I love the way, you know. And the people yeah. who don't need to publish or don't need or can put on a blog mm-hmm. and have a hundred And that makes them happy. And feel good and they're happy. That's then that's fine. What are we arguing I don't about? Know. Do we even disagree? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think that's just about it. For all right, that wraps up another interesting and informative <laughs> C block. An argumentative <laughs> C block. We earned a refill. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, have between we ever? I can't wait between the blocks here. Okay. Oh my god. I so know. you just hang on. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> oh my god. Emmy James is not the kind of girl who attracts angels. In fact, since she sent her life into a nosedive six years ago, she's tried to attract as little as possible attention, people, or responsibility. She lives alone in an Airstream trailer, going from job to job, wherever the wind takes her. And that works just fine. Until one day, two unexpected visitors show up at the New Jersey trailer park she currently calls home. One is a childhood friend with news. EJ's mother and his father are getting married, and they want EJ at the ceremony. The other is a sweet but odd woman named Jess, who says she's an angel specializing in cosmic relationship mending and blueberry pancakes. 
A Little Ray of Sunshine by Lonnie Diane Rich is a story about lost love, found angels, and the power of blueberry pancakes to fix almost anything, including the mother-daughter relationship that no one thought could ever be mended. A Little Ray of Sunshine is available now, wherever books are sold. Get your copy today. <laughs> We're keeping it. No, not yet, but we're keeping this because everybody wants to have like a, what is it? A bloopers? Our whole show is a blooper. The entire show is bloopers. What else are we going to do? I don't know. All right. Well, thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. (laughs) And this is Fight Club. (laughs) Well, fight for wine. Yes. All right, it's time now to give away free stuff. Right. Just head on down to wellwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. And no, <laughs> don't give us any flack because we're in a mood. Because All right. we fought. Yes, yes. And you so know what's look- funny? I'm not even sure we disagreed. Like, that's what's really funny is that I'm not even sure we were fighting about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show, which I'm pretty sure we're going to get, get this week. <laughs> I feel so bad for all the people whose like, parents fought a lot with their oh, kids. Yeah. No, it's, okay. It's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're we really love each just, other. It's, it's okay. It's a passionate discussion. That's right. Everything's fine. I'm not even entirely certain we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we'll listen to it later. Be like, we'll listen to it later. Yeah, we're like, what? We've both what been drinking we and, you know, sometimes that happens. Anyway, each month we pick one lucky winner from all the wonderful people who actually talk to us, which I think will be a smaller number after this week. And oh, yeah. then we give them a special prize. And who knows, next month's winner could be you for June mm-hmm. in honor of Socknock, which is mm-hmm. a lot like NaNoWriMo. I have signed copies of my Don't Look Down drafted books, Time Off for Good Behavior, Maybe Baby, and my new arc of Wish You Were Here, which will be out in November. So Yay. early release. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. To enter, we make it easy. Just get active on the forum. Send us an email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We will announce the winner on our first July show. So send in your comments and suggestions now. (laughs) Up next, we have the... How'd you do this oh, week? I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I did laundry. I got ready for a trip we're taking next week and household mm-hmm. stuff. I played a lot of uh, World of Warcraft, uh-huh. which is a little embarrassing. But, you know, Fish <laughs> fish got me into it, and it was something that we could do together, you know, in two separate rooms. But we talk over the internet. Yeah. Like you and I talk, and, mm-hmm. you know, and. It's I, almost like being there. <laughs> you know, little make-believe stuff and whatever. But anyway. <laughs> It's been kind of fun. I'm going to start work on the book, like, seriously, after I get back from Ohio. But mm-hmm. I've been getting ready for stuff, and so just kind of farting around this week. <laughs> How about you? Let's well, focus on you. Well, I finished a 10-page synopsis oh, draft. That, thank you. That will end up being 15 by the time I actually put the romance mm-hmm. in. Because right now, it's just plot. Right. People shooting at each other. This happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This mm-hmm. person betrays this person. Da-da-da-da. Right. You know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, but that's a, one thing I like about writing the synopsis. It's actually it's the only thing I like about writing a synopsis is that it kind of forces you to really look at your plot and say, you know what, this just doesn't fit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it actually is fair. It is useful to somebody besides the editor, right, or agent, <laughs> or. <laughs> Synopses are evil and horrible and terrible. And and, and just so you know, we will we get a lot of requests for this. Just so you know, we will never do a synopsis show. Oh god. (laughs) It's just not gonna happen. It's so evil. There's not enough wine in this world. There isn't enough wine to do a synopsis show. You can't make us. Well, now it's time for our weekly challenge. Every week mm-hmm. at the end of the D block, we will either do a killer word or the wine card challenge. This highlighting our vast ignorance and uh, hopefully making y'all feel better about yourself. So this week it's uh, it's killer word. So go for it. Thank God, mm-hmm. because you know the wine card challenge is just really oh, put me under the table. Right it's, it is, I yeah, know. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So my word for you mm-hmm. is potophobia. Potophobia. P O T O P H O B I A. Ding ding ding! Yay! <laughs> and it is a fear of porta potties. Oh, which by close. the way, I have. <laughs> what? You have a porta potty? I know. I have a fear of porta potties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a Grateful Dead concert once, and I'm just gonna say it wasn't a pleasant experience. <laughs> real potty that's what I'm saying I have the fear <laughs> so what is is that the word is that the word no no okay no uh, unfortunately and it's not even the fear of falling into the porta potty oh, which, which is I have I fear. have that. yes I have that fear right. yes no it is fear of drinking alcohol oh I do not have that <laughs> me neither thank god <laughs> Divagate. Divagate. Mm-hmm. D-I-V-A-G-A-T-E. <gasps> you got it! Yay! Yay! All right. Mm-hmm. First time ever. Oh, All right. excellent. <laughs> yes. And it is it is to dive after a gator. No. <laughs> Real. There should be a word be. for that. There that would be, be stupid. Yeah. Stupid, right? Stupid, yeah. That would be stupid. <laughs> No, divagate is, uh-huh. uh, you got the spelling right, D-I-V-A-G-A-T-E. And uh, the, the definition is to wander or drift about, to ramble, digress. Huh. How cool is that? Digress and wander. Huh. I That's know. interesting. You can't wonder how I would get that. <laughs> divagate. Good one, Stacy. I think that's what started our fight tonight was me divagating. And then all of a sudden... I got into bad territory. Uh, yes, uh, thank oh. you, Stacy, who gives me all yes. my words. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer with one end who gave me mine. Yay. So, thank you. All right. All right. Well, there you go. Another humiliating G-block for your intrepid host. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go drink our sorrows away. Uh-oh. Be right back. Uh-oh. Bye. <laughs> Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are. 
morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com, where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. And don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint MySpace page, our cafe press store, and all the cool things we talk about during the show. By the time you're done with all that, we'll be back in a new podcast next week. Everybody plays and everybody wins. Well, it's time for Last Call here on Well Right for Wine. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Well, they got into less <laughs> fights than we did, so they should have. Don't forget to send in your wine suggestions. Or questions. Suggestions. Suggestions. <laughs> just general commentary on the show. We love to hear from you. We'll yes. never speak to us again after tonight, but we did enjoy hearing from you while it lasted. And uh, the whiffers are the best thing that came out of this crazy idea. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The email address is feedback at willwriteforwine.com, and the forums are at willwriteforwine.com slash forum. And now we've got our final words of wisdom to carry you through until our next show. Sam, what do you have? (laughs) Well, mine is patience may be a virtue, but it's also a pain in the ass. (laughs) And yes, I said ass. I love it when she says ass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My words of wisdom are keep your eyes open to all opportunities that show up for you. If you follow them, the life you live might be even better than the one you had planned. All right. I like that. Yep. All right. right. I have no comments or arguments on that one. Oh, good. Yes. (laughs) We won't be here next week because Lonnie is on vacation. But when we get back, we're going to have a big announcement. So stay tuned. Yep. So until next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying, if you can't write for money, (laughs) then write for wine. (laughs) It's okay. It's safe, really. Right. We're fine. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Will Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash willwriteforwine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.com podshow.com and if you enjoyed the podcast please tell your friends and go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes remember there's good karma out there vote for them at Podcast Alley come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate or perhaps Colin first mmm ring any bells or you know the, the soulmate whoever does it for you you get the point anyway thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine down on my caffeine consumption. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work, I like